Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast, episode 11. Um, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, as always, Thunder Random on Twitter, otherwise known as Andrew. Say hi, Andrew. Yo, what's up? And Trey Manburner, or OKC Flow on Twitter, otherwise known as Trey Manburner. Say hi, Trey. What's up, what's up, what's up? Um, we are back, a um, couple days late, but we're here. Nonetheless, schedules be going crazy. Not a lot happening anyways in the off season. Um but we're here to talk. Um the, I I and and you know, like kind of what I was going for is the uploads have been kind of sporadic, but we're still aiming to get content weekly and you know, we're we're working hard. We're working hard around everybody's schedules and and implementing this into our schedules. And expect and more the, consistent uploads as the season goes on. Yeah, and the add-on to that, we also have all our own projects going on this, yeah. at the same time. So, of course, the podcast is in the second thought. We all yeah. love doing this. That's for um, sure. But we do have our own projects that we are trying to work on as well. Um, and also, like Max said, once the season rolls around, you guys will probably be getting an episode every game day. Yeah, I was if, about to say, you'll get if multiple. If everything goes right, you guys will be getting probably four episodes, three episodes a week. Yeah. So. And um, we haven't really got to discuss it, but I think it'd be cool if we kind of made it into a different series on like Apple Podcasts. Like it'd be separate from this. But we don't know how that's going to work yet. And we haven't discussed it yet, so... But it's it's going to happen. The, the game recaps will happen, and weekly NBA recaps will happen. So, you know, jump up and dance and have a good time. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, jumping right in today, I want to talk about something that's kind of went under the radar. I mean, for me at least. I have I had no knowledge about it until one of my friends that's a Spurs fan that watches the podcast, listens to the podcast, shout out to him had brought it up to me. I mean, this happened a couple hours before we recorded this. Um, he said, have you heard about what happened with DeJounte? And I was like, what? What happened? And he told me. So, do you guys want to talk about anything else, or do you want to do this first? I think we should do, uh, with the OKC segment of the pod, let's talk about Kenrich. Okay, before yes, we yes. Before league stuff. I agree. I agree. So, uh, Kenrich, he got a four-year, $27 million, uh extension, gets to stay in OKC. He has been very vocal about the fact that he wants to retire in OKC uh, one day. And OKC gets to keep both of their undrafted players who've sat here for a little rebuild in Lugentz and Kenny. Um, both player favorites... So that's amazing as well, um, and team favorites. But the deal is very team-friendly, and even if we did look down the future and want to trade uh, Kenrich for more pieces for the rebuild now or for a veteran in the future, the deal is friendly to where we can trade him away. We don't take a big cap hit, and they don't. the team we trade him to doesn't take a big cap hit. I agree. Very, very team friendly, and player friendly too. You know, Kenny Hustle gets the pay gets the payday. Um, yeah, and the payday that 
he's been wanting. And like I said, the payday where he gets to stay at OKC and doesn't have to move or uh, go to a team where he's not going to get as much playing time, most likely. Yeah, I'm I'm just so happy that he's there. So happy. But no, yeah, it's and it's talk about undrafted guys. Ken Rich and Lou, they they went undrafted and they have fought and fought and fought for roster spots. Kenrich in when he was on the Pelicans, I have Pelicans fans that had told me that most of them thought they were he was one of the worst players they had seen on a Pelicans team. <laughs> and with how much the Pelicans have went up and down, that says a lot. That's crazy. Okay, oh. how bad the Pelicans have sucked for the last 30 years. It is very weird that someone who was so bad on such an awful franchise is now a key piece and key factor to winning in Oklahoma City. For sure. And to just be able to f- see him in a different spot and he's able to flip his career like that, where he's wanted and where he gets the paydays. Yeah, I agree. He's a real shooter. He's a real hustler. He basically does. Yeah, he does everything that one guy at the wreck does, where he just runs around. (laughs) He's good at everything, just because of how much of a high motor he has. It makes him kind of good at everything. It's really weird. Kenny Hustle is just a dynamic kind of guy. We can't forget about the shag. You need. He does the Tony Snell, but actually does things while he's running around. Yeah. Exactly. Kenrich Williams also cannot shoot free throws, so he's not quite like Tony Snell. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Like, literally, I think it. I think me and Kenrich Williams, back when I used to try to play basketball, I think we had around the same free throw percentage, like 52% or something like that. It's ridiculous. Hey, man. Is Andrew, Kenny... Andrew a high school hooper? No, no. I was oh. never a high school hooper. I was a driveway hooper. Ah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. And I still couldn't do free throws <laughs> in the driveway. I mean, Amen. Come hey, just say that the driveway was sloped, so you got a little, got a little. <laughs> it's absolutely there. sloped. Bro, if you would, when I used busted. to put my tricycle down, when I used to put my tricycle down <laughs> on the go. driveway, it would roll. It would roll in the road. Yeah, it's it's uneven ground. Y'all have those get your shooting form right. Those one goals with the flattest like backboards, like there's no bounce. Like you could like chuck it and it banks in because there's no oomph on the backboard. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking because about? my neighbors. Yeah, my neighbors decided they want to dunk on my hoop a lot, so <laughs> backboard just isn't a backboard anymore. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but I know that feeling. Um. You want to say something about Kenrich, Max? Um, I just love him, man. Like he's he's such a good player, and he will not complain no matter what role he's given. I mean, he's he's got he's won some games starting, some games getting ten or fifteen minutes, and you never hear a complaint. All you hear is how much he loves it in the city, and how much he wants to be there. And I'm just happy he got paid, and it's friendly for the Thunder as well. So couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's really just, it's a team deal. It works out both ways. Getting paid 
just under $7 million annually. I mean, it's a wonderful deal for both sides. Kendrick gets paid being an undrafted free agent right out of college. And the Thunder also get a valuable rotation championship piece type hog to their system for just under $7 million a year. Yep. And it also helps in the future if they want to trade. Teams don't have a lot of cap space that need pieces like Kenny Hustle. They only have to take on $7 million. You know, it's not a big deal. It's yep. a perfect deal for both sides. I think that's what it boils down to. Yep, I I, I feel that. Yeah, I feel so, that. One, one thing I want to add, it's completely off topic, but it's about, okay, see, I'm here for, I'm here for the TikToks. We, no, we, no, I see them here. Yeah, I'm here for the TikToks. We got to see um, Trey and JRE a bunch of other guys. Too, yeah, saying. do the do the top golf trend where they're in the dark chats in the background yeah. with light. It's amazing. I'm here for it. Oh, I am too. It, it was very <laughs> good. It was very awesome. Bro, Trey tried to throw up the to Chet and he said, <laughs> JRE. Yeah, and you just see Jalen in the background like, am I supposed to come in? Like, what's happening? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they're great. New rookies, young guys. But you, you love to see that. Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. Instantly, they're just like friends. Yep. You love to see it. Um. Also, Usman Jang, the injury. Yeah. Yeah, that chip sucked. Chip fracture in his hand, right? Chip fracture. Yeah. Slight yeah. chip fracture in his right. Was it his thumb? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it might have been his thumb. Before it, I had tweeted out, I was liking to see some love for him. Because yeah. OKC fans had been hating on the pick because of the quote-unquote picks that we gave away for him. That probably um, two of them weren't yeah. going to convey, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's why I said quote-unquote picks we gave away. Yeah, yeah there were some pretty bad the man, picks. The man has so much upside. If you, he's, he's a project. But he has so much upside, and there is some flashes where you can see it. Yep. And to see, like we were talking about with EJ Liddell, once again, prayers up to EJ Liddell, too. Yep, yep, yep. That's stocks. ACL, no. yeah. Um, your summer league, it can just derail the whole thing. Yeah. You get hurt, and then you're sitting there not being able to play basketball. And then you're not as ready for the season because you've been hurt from summer league until the start of the season. That's even with how short of time that is, that is a lot of time basketball wise. Oh yeah. To not be picking up a basketball and playing in a group formation, especially a pro pro group formation that does a lot. I agree, man. Um, Especially for EJ, man, like like we said, it could really like make or break his career being picked so low, um, not being able to pick up a basketball and get better while all these other rookies and all these other players are working their butts off to get better. And he can't. It's obviously not his fault. Um, as for Usman, though, he should be ready yeah. for training camp. With Jenga's, like I said, yeah. Luckily, we dodged the bullet where it's not as bad as an yeah. ACL. But still, the, still that time, since we didn't see, we saw flashes, but we didn't get to see a lot of it. 
with him not being, he's not going to be able to play basketball for what, a week, two weeks, three weeks. It's a lot of time for a rookie that has a lot of questions around him. Yeah. And especially because we all know teams do unofficial practices and he's not going to be able to go and do that with the other rookies because he's hurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it does suck. Usman, I feel like he's really... It really sucks the most because you feel like Usman is the guy who needs that time the most out of that group, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, he's, like he's, he's obviously definitely, the boss. Yeah, he's definitely he the project. the most work. Mm-hmm. So him not getting this time, it really, it really hinders my expectations for his rookie season. Now, to add on to that, do you guys see him going to G League, even when he's healthy. At some point. You see point. him having a stint in G League? Yes, at some yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. I think the only rookie who won't go to the G League will be Chad. You think Jay Dunn went to the, the G League? League? I don't think Trey went to the G League last year, didn't he? He was in the yeah. G League for a while. He was in Yeah, the for, Thunder loved the G League. That's what they he did. was in... Yeah, Trey was in for like a month. The most month thing... The best thing about their G League is like, they're so close, the arenas... So, like, you know, somebody can play in a G League game and then come up and play in the actual game later that night as well. Like, if they want to do that, you know. So, like, it's just extra reps for rookies. Yeah. Yeah. And that also, hey, it builds chemistry with those guys because you're playing with guys who might be on the NBA team. That's true. So, you're still building chemistry, so. Yeah. But, no, yeah, prayers to, prayers to Jang. Um Love to see you hoop. Me too. Yeah, he's he's got real potential. I'm excited. Me too. Could not be happier, man. He's big. He's tall. His jump shot looks like Lonzo Ball, but it goes in just a little <laughs> bit more than Lonzo Ball did. Hey, Amen. Real playmaking. Don't this, this Lonzo. He was he was my MV, unofficial MVP pick, MVP pick last year. I said Lonzo will boom in Billy's system, and then. Look how that planned out. So he did Lonzo do pretty well. He, he, when he was healthy, he was doing really well. Yeah. Okay, he wasn't an MVP, but he yeah. was doing pretty but he well. he wasn't MVP. Yeah. But he was, from Pelicans to Bulls, it was a big difference. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Lonzo, man. Maybe I'll pick <laughs> oh, you yeah. again. Probably not. Shout out Lonzo. I hope your dad doesn't see this. Yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry, about my man. boy. He an MVP yeah, player. Levar, you heard the media. You heard the media hating on my boy already. <laughs> Ain't even come back from injury. <laughs> this is why Leangelo should be in the league. Oh my god. <laughs> you no, see my, my boy? favorite thing. Is, he had 12 points in 12 favorite, minutes in the summer league. My favorite thing is um the Lamelo commercial with AT and T. What, yeah, that what can my boy not do? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm coming for that award, Employee of the Month. <laughs> Man, my boy can do everything. Yeah, that, That's that, I like that commercial. I do like that commercial. It's, a, it's, it's really good. I do. I that know, it's very good. You you had a topic about uh, a ex Spurs player, Max? Oh yes. Um, Ooh, he's definitely an ex now. She wasn't yes. <laughs> Alright, so as I was saying, there was a thank you post issued by DeJounte Murray 
um, on his Instagram about two weeks ago, and the comments are spanning, obviously, from the last couple days. And someone commented something four days ago. There are two comments that I want to go over and two replies as well. Actually, three comments and three replies. So I'm going to read off the first one. This guy said, just delete this post, bro. You never cared. Keep posting that Atlanta stuff. You told Trey Young it was going to happen right. Stay over there and catch a few L seasons. You're going to wish you stayed just like Kawhi. And DeJounte said, you're mad, LMAO. And the next one, this is the juiciest one. This is the, this is the juiciest one. Bye. Fly, little birdie. Good luck getting to the second round. At least we got the picks, and we're building around Keldon. And then DeJounte goes on to reply to this comment, and he says, Actually, first of all, that first one was four days ago. The second one was only 13 hours ago, so this one was today. And DeJounte replied, The way that system's set up, you're going to be losing for the next 15 years. Problem bigger than basketball. Oh. Someone else commented two hours ago. I really hope that you tweeted that what you tweeted and suddenly deleted wasn't how you really felt about Spurs fans. He said, ha ha ha, yo, you have no clue how deeply I love the fans and will do whatever for the real fans. Me saying what I said had nothing to do with the fans. All that inside stuff is fake, though, for real, for real. So... Basically taking shots at the Spurs organization, not the fans. Yeah, and I have two questions. First, I want to know, the first fan, when did you ever see Kawhi lose? Man left and won a championship. Kawhi has never regretted that decision for a second. Please tell me when you saw this man lose. He's been winning in everything since leaving the Spurs. And that's not a shot at the Spurs. It's the truth. Man won a ring. Got a payday. Got a second payday. He's been winning ever since he lost, left the Spurs. So yeah. please tell me where in the timeline after him leaving he's lost. Besides the playoffs. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Besides the bubble, guys. The bubble doesn't count. Oh, that yeah, bubble, yes. There's a huge asterisk near that title for the <laughs> Lakers. I love... You sound like Skip Bayless. Did you know I that Damian Lillard has an MVP? Mm, yeah. And I also uh, have a lot of money in my pocket. <laughs> doesn't, mean, doesn't mean anything, really. So... <laughs> I love under Skip Bayless's tweets when it's the yes. guy that speaks Skip Bayless's tweets. That might be my favorite thing. Wait, I love I, I love how he rocks in his chair in his kitchen, and he's like, "Wow, LeBron <laughs> shot two in the Drew League." Andrew, Some things you, never change. <laughs> did you see the tweet where, bro, Skip Bayless has to be the biggest attention seeker on the planet? He tweeted out. We are talking about Dak Prescott's abs now. I seen that. I seen that. Bro had, they had a whole discussion about a grown man's abs, bro. I hate, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what? You know what? They low-key winning because we just plugged them to whoever listens to this podcast. Yeah, man. Well. We really did. That sucks because you can go listen 
and we'll talk about 15 minutes about Dak Prescott's abs. So that's what you're getting yourself uh, into. Or I can can listen to this podcast, which is a better option. We don't talk about players' abs and judge them off their abs, but okay. Now, if you would like for us to talk about Dak Prescott's abs, we can make that happen. We can arrange it. Get me, get me just, 20 people, 20 uh, people think, that say that they want us to talk about anybody's I think, abs. I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, I think <laughs> Lou Dort's abs, I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk oh my about God. abs for 20 viewers. Let's do it. <laughs> Sign me up. I, do it in a heartbeat. Oh my but, um, goodness. No. Yeah. Was, Undisputed, man, as, uh, as Draymond Green says, the new media is killing him. Yeah, it's bad. If they're getting to the point where they're making stuff off players' bodies, it's 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 getting it's it's a slow news day, and that's as Draymond Green says, the new media is killing them. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, no, yeah, <laughs> talking, we got off track. Um, <laughs> and then the second part, second part is I want to know. Is if DeJounte's throwing shots at the Spurs office, do you think something happened between him and Pop as well where it fueled that? I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen a lot of things say that the reason they traded him especially is because they didn't think he was going to resign when it came came time to resign. Or maybe Uh, I have it twisted. Do you think think he'd decide... Do you think the decision of not resigning was because of Pop? Oh, hold on. I'm going to look up DeJounte. I don't know. I can't That's remember pretty if, rough. I can't remember if it was they don't want to re-sign him or they... It was It was he. the fear of him not re-signing next year. Oh, okay, okay. Because, of course, the Spurs would want to re-sign him. He's, what, 25 and had an all-star? It was yeah. the fact that he was unsure about the future of him with the Spurs. And my question is, do you see there's a high possibility that him and Pop had a falling out? Yeah. And he decided, I don't want to play under you. I won't resign. Man. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening, especially with the way that Pop coaches a more traditional style that is definitely falling out of alignment with a lot of players. Like, do you think, like, do you think that uh, system, or do you think by system he meant the tank? I really don't that's know. That's what I, I was. That's when I read. I was like, because obviously the tank know. isn't fifteen years, but I feel like that's a little bit of like over exaggeration. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how people say like I could eat a horse. Very rarely could people actually eat a horse, you know what I'm saying, when they are hungry. I think it's kind of like right. that, like 15 years, when in reality he probably meant like three or four, maybe, you know, two, three or four. My my thing with that is, but how they haven't even really tanked for a year. They've been mediocre or a yeah. low seed in the play-in. So there's no, DeJounte hasn't really had to sit through a tank. So for him to say that you're going to sit through another one for the next 15 years is from what from what I hear when he says that is maybe Pop's not wanting to retire. 
but the players are starting, like you said, the true he coaches such an old tra- traditional style. The players are maybe starting to not want to be coached that way. They want a new young coach to come in, and the Spurs front office is not gonna fire. You do not pop. You do oh, not yeah. fire pop. No way. So yeah. I mean, he's the, the president are, of basketball operations anyways. Yeah. You can't... He's won championships for them. He's won all... He's done everything you can do as a coach. There's no way in the world where an owner says, yeah, you're getting fired, man. I mean, he we, we gotta, has the most wins of all time. We, we're letting you go. We don't think it's... We don't think it's right. Now, players sitting under a coach and saying, I don't want to play for this guy. That's that's more of a possibility than a front ownership not or a front ownership wanting to fire a coach. Yeah. So my my thing is is it to the point where Pop is not wanting to retire and players are not wanting to continue to play for the Spurs as long as Pop is there. I think that that's honestly. I think that's more rare. Like I, don't, I, I think that nine out of ten players in the NBA will be thrilled to play for Greg Popovich. I think that might be how it is on the outside, but I think that could be true. I too. think Greg Popovich looks great from the outside, but then if you once you actually get in the system and you really get into what he wants from you and what he expects from you, I really feel like Greg Popovich. Like, do you think Greg Popovich will ever do load management ever? Yeah. In his life, no, and he will absolutely never let give players those luxuries that they yeah. get now. Luxuries is Can a I strong preface word, this? But you know what I mean. I want to preface me agreeing with what they said is not like me hating on Popovich. He's in my books the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I Pop is he's a great coach, but I just think some my, players. Go ahead. My thing is, I don't know if he's. With the new era of players, it's flashy, it's young. Yeah. It's all about – it's it's kind of what the MLB had for a while. They kind of had a culture war where players were getting flashier and flashier, and there was unwritten rules of what you can and cannot do in the league to celebrate. And I'm not saying Pop has those same rules, but what I'm saying is Pop might have some unwritten rules, and I'm sure he does, and that players – they're getting to the point where they're younger and they don't want to follow those rules. Yeah. Because yeah. If, and if you think about it, Kawhi requested a trade. He didn't want to play for the Spurs anymore. It could have it could have started all the way back then. It, yeah. It's always been an inside thing and it was just kept sheltered because they were winning and winning and winning. But when you start losing, you're going to see things on the uh, inside, get holes poked for it. And as Max said, Pop, he's probably my uh, best. He's the GOAT coach. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I only, The only coach that has competition is probably Phil Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But even players have spoken out about Phil Jackson having unwritten rules. So... There's a difference from watching a coach coach a team and being coached by that coach. Yeah, and I and and again, 
the thing about the unwritten rules and like I think that there are a lot of nuances and specific things that would make a lot of players angry and upset and not make them want to play for Pop. And that's nothing against Pop. And I think it's the same way for Phil Jackson. You you have to be a certain type of player to be able to be coached by them. Like you well, have yeah, to. You... I don't know Sorry. how to word. No, you're Finish. good. Yeah. You're good. You can, if you want to look at the Bulls, you did not see a lot of players coming in, even when they were winning. That's true. It was the same core, because that was Phil Jackson's guys. Yeah, that's true. Those were the players that Phil Jackson wanted, and Jordan spoke out. He said he will never play for another coach if it isn't Phil Jackson. Yeah. Those are his guys. You didn't see... Anyone would have wanted to play on that Bulls team, but if but some of them won, weren't um, weren't Phil Jackson guys. Yeah, and they, and they weren't like I don't want to say mentally tough enough because maybe they're just wired differently. I, like you have to be wired I, a certain way. I definitely think you can say they weren't. They didn't have the right thought process. Yeah, to play in such a harsh system where you couldn't, you really couldn't make mistakes or have flaws because they're thinking about every year we're gonna win as many games as we can. We're getting another championship, and that's that. Um, and the, there's always been to go back to pop. There's always been jokes about how you don't see personality. On the Spurs, yeah, it's it. It seems like it sucks the personality out of people. Um, and once yeah, you get, the Spurs, the Spurs have always been the quietest, most Spur, fundamentally. Spurs Twitter yeah, is trending but, on Twitter. I just wanted to say that. Sorry, go ahead. That's funny. They're, they're We're trending. starting the conversation. <laughs> but like Andrew was saying, they were always the quiet. Kawhi won. With Tim Duncan, and the man barely broke a smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not normal for someone who just won a championship. Look at the Warriors. They quiet, or Clay took a boat out and started <laughs> driving it around the bay. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't quiet at all. And yeah. if you want to go into other sports, Tom Brady used the Super Bowl trophy as a bat and hit a ball and dent the trophy. God. You would that never was, see that in a pop. On a pop. That was, that was Rob Gronkowski, but you do know what Tom Brady did do was did throw, throw the Lombardi trophy off of a off boat. boat. To be fair, I would yeah. never do anything like that if I won a trophy like that. I would like not let... Uh, I would not pick it up. I would set it down and like put it in a highly secure room like with carpet everywhere, carpet walls. When you have multiple of those, that's you, true. you don't really worry yeah, about it. I guess true. You're also drunk. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also extremely true. <laughs> At a parade because on the water in Tampa. <laughs> Yeah, and then to go back to Clay, the man lost his hat and was like, all right, it's okay. My hat. Oh, well. I lost my hat. I'll just buy and another bro, one. 
you see, you there's so many photos of the sleep sleep by uh, Curry. He's just on the floor everywhere. You would never see Kawhi do that on a pop team. Tim Duncan do that on a pop team. Ginobili do that on a pop team. That would not fly. Yeah, and I also think, like, maybe some of those players just aren't, like, expressive, and that's, like, why they fit in so well with San Antonio. Like, DeJounte was much more expressive than, you know, maybe a Tim Duncan or a Tony Parker or Kawhi Leonard or Monty Ginobili. Not to say that they're not expressive at all, but, like, you know, Tim Duncan and Kawhi especially, you know, they just don't really express much in the public. But, yeah, that's and that's where I started off with. The league is changing. It's becoming more flashy. It's yep. becoming more of a, um, how do I say it? Um, it's a lot more of entertainment it's, than it yeah, used to be. It's definitely more entertainment than business at this point. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how you want your league be, to be. You want it to be fun. And you want it to be uh, entertainment enjoyable. Sales. Entertainment sales. Yeah. So the NBA is for it. But all, to finish it off, pop, I just, I love pop. Like I said, love pop. But to think from a player's sense, being under a coach where you don't get to express yourself and you see Trey Young and Madison Square Garden shrugging her shoulders and hearing just looking at the fans like what are you gonna do about it if if DeJounte would have done acted like that how much you want to bet pop would have taken them to the side and say don't do that don't be cocky yeah I think he just brings players up differently than other people which is like totally fine because it worked it got championships and all that good stuff but the question is, it can it work in the new yeah, exactly. NBA? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's where the questions arise. I don't know if the and, Spurs are going to be able to do anything until Pop retires. Yeah. And if it is the fact where Pop doesn't want to retire, then they will be stuck for years. If they if it yeah. doesn't work in this new NBA, that like DeJounte said, they will be stuck. He's definitely being dramatic. Pop is not going to coach for another 15 years. Yeah. But they will be stuck. I don't. I, I think it'll work. I think he'll do great. Um, obviously, they're not going to win anything this year. But going forward, you know, however much longer he coaches, if he coaches like for much longer, I think he'll coach them to a play in a playoff spot before he retires. If if you know he goes the distance with this core, just for a couple more years, especially if they get a high high pick this year, especially. You and also to see if the core wants to stick around. Yes. To see if they are pop guys. Yeah. If they're not pop guys, then it's it comes to the point where you're. What What do you do if you're a front office at that point? And I, and again, I want to close my thoughts on this by saying, by no means am I saying Greg Popovich is a bad coach or a you know a bad. Uh, person for an organization or that he can't do his job i'm just saying i think that there are certain players that work better when coached by greg popovich and would you'd get more out of them because they're like they're kind of like they kind of fit a mold 
of someone who isn't, like Trey said, flashy and is there to get the job done, you know, that type of player mold, a business, like like get get the business done type of player, I think that fits Greg Popovich much better, and I don't think that that's, there's much of a debate there. Yeah. Pop definitely runs his team more like a business than a reality TV um, show. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's true. I want to close off as well as saying Pop, he's the greatest. Go- he's, he will go down in history as the GOAT, if not one of the GOATs. That's the, all I have to say. We'll just see how it works out for his final years. I agree. The goats know. The goats know when it's time to yeah, retire. That's true as well. We'll see. We will see. We'll see. I'll, I don't know if I think it's going to work out in San Antonio, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> I've got. I've got Pop's confidence. Gotta go. I've got confidence. But um, with that, um, what else do we have to talk about? What else do we have to talk about? I want to talk about the thing I was talking about earlier before we got on about how this is really not going to be about this person specifically. I believe it was someone at the Ringer who was taking mailbag questions, but I don't quite remember. But the now that Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren are like best friends and they do all this stuff together, now everybody's talking about how they're the duo and Shay is the outsider and they, Shay doesn't fit the timeline. And it, oh my god, oh my it makes god. me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. How does a 24-year-old not fit your timeline? I He turned 24, like... Last week. What's today's date? Yes, literally a week from today, he turned yes. 24. There are, 50, there are 52 weeks in a year. He is on week one of being a 24-year-old. Okay? How does he not fit your timeline? I don't understand. All these guys are so young. If you give Gideon Chet four years to develop together... Shea is still only 28 and has barely entered his prime. That's if that's like worst case scenario. This takes an entire four years for anything to happen. He yeah. is still not even in his prime yet. It yep. makes zero sense to me. Zero. It's just, it's people jumping to conclusions. Also, I'm not denying the fact that Chet and Giddy are very, very good friends, but also Giddy and Shay are very, very good friends. And Shay hasn't really been around Chet as much because he hasn't played on the summer league team with him. And yeah. I think a lot of people kind of just like forget that that's a thing. Like once they all get to Oklahoma, they're gonna all gonna be best buddies. I feel like it's gonna be great. I'm excited. And yeah, definitely it's, off at the timeline. It's like we said with the other guys who are in the summer league. They instantly clicked. You can see it on the court, off the court. They instantly clicked, and that will happen with the team. You just have to have uh, uh, trust in it, and the trust in the team that team chemistry that Mark Dignall can build and the players can build on their own. All I see when I see Giddy and Chet being together a bunch is them being on the same exact page and spending more time to learn about each other's games and learn more about each other in general. Yeah, it's definitely a positive. I'm just saying, like, I don't think Chet and Shay have been gifted as with the same opportunity to be closer friends. Like, I mean, obviously, 
um, Giddy and Chet talk through the pre-draft process, but in terms of meeting in person, they just haven't had as much of an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just feel like it's not fair to say that Kendrick Perkins tweet about how Josh Giddy and Chet Holmgren phase the new faces of the Oklahoma City Center. And I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It's just I feel like they're leaving out Bay on purpose yeah. to fit some sort of twisted agenda or to create more talk. Or to whatever, and it sucks because Shea will very shortly be one of the best players in the league, like consensusly be one of the best players in the league very, very soon. So it kind of just sucks that right now you have to deal with people who think he's just uh, worse than Jordan Poole or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the trendy thing to say about him is right now, I'm not really <laughs> up to date with it. Whatever the kids are saying nowadays. Yeah, basically. The Twitter kids. Wanted, uh, I wanted to talk about the Pacers, Thuns, and uh, DeAndre Ayton's love triangle. I think uh, I don't know if you Aiton... call it a love triangle or if you call it a hate triangle. <laughs> I think Ayton was just like. Well, they, I, I have a quote. It. I want to read this quote and see what you guys think. All right. De- DeAndre Ayton said at the press conference today, "I got a lot of respect to the Pacers organization. They were aggressive from the start." And showing a lot of love, and they agreed to a max offer sheet. The Suns match. Now I'm back in Phoenix as a Sun. Mm. I think yeah, that's honestly. I, I think that's the best possible response he could give, um, given the situation. Like, because everybody knows he took the offer sheet. Everybody knows that Phoenix matched it. He was just very respectful and basically gave a business answer. I mean, like he gave the best answer he possibly could, in my opinion. Yeah, but I feel like in the back of everybody's mind at the same time, does Aiton really want to be there? I don't know about that. It's the thing during the playoffs that he was clashing with the front office. Yeah, the whole this whole thing sprawled off because there was a question of Aiton not being, not wanting to continue to be a son. This is why the Pacers offered the biggest offer sheet in the world. Be- in the history of the NBA, because Aiton spoke out to, and there's rumors that he spoke out to, that he did not want to be a son anymore. For him to not have a choice and the Suns match that offer, do you think he is really as happy as someone who would just stru- sign up straight up back with a team? Yeah, I don't see where it's really in. Uh, Billy DeAndre Ayton is uh, he's he likes the players I think he's really smart he knows what Chris Paul has done for him yeah he ain't stupid <laughs> but I don't know I don't feel like he really wants to be there I don't think it'll work out in Phoenix with those two yeah there's They're definitely a rift from the playoffs and the benching and all that stuff in that last game there's a rift there's a definite rift but only time and, yeah, with with him signing that match, he can now not be traded to the Pacers till next year. And he cannot be traded off the Suns to anybody else until January. Wow. So they're either going to have to figure it out or something else is going to happen there. Only time There's- will tell. I don't know. It would be interesting to go back and see what we said about it whenever it actually happened. That would be interesting. 
Because there was an episode whenever we did talk about that, but I don't really remember off the top. Definitely something we should do. Yeah, and we'll come back next time with the process of what we were talking about. I just remember I've I just remember saying that I feel we all had agreement that there is definitely a rift, and we still agree. Yeah, that there's a rift. When you get when you are getting paid. 148 million and you just came off a playoff performance where you got benched mm. there's a problem yeah the problem is you suck That's <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah he wasn't getting along with monty and i think the it shows the whole contract situation that he's not getting along with the front office either yeah, I think the only reason he stayed is if it was his choice. I don't think there's much of a question he will. Yeah, play. he signed with the Pacers. If it was his choice and he He'd was unrestricted, right yeah. he would be a Pacer right now. Yep. Yeah. That's the, that's but the also that's path. that's different because if you know that the Suns want you and then you yeah, sign this massive offer sheet, then you have to. You also feel like he can be a marketing ploy. Now, if he was unrestricted, I don't know if he would still sign with the Pacers. You don't know if he was signing with the Pacers just to make the Suns pay him or if he was, you know, you don't know. But to yeah. me, I feel like there's no way he would have just, I don't yeah. know. I don't think also, he was. If, if you're, if you're Miles Turner right now, you got to have to feel like dirt to the Pacers. Yeah. And hey, I mean, you he's... literally, you literally watched them try to replace you. <laughs> but they couldn't. So it's just kind of like, oh, hey, uh. We're back. So you showing up the training camp? <laughs> uh, where are your Legos, Miles? I want to see them. Yeah. So you want to show us the Legos now, Miles? I want to see your Legos, Miles. Please show me the see, Legos. Now your Legos are better than Aiden. Now, now that <laughs> we have to have you, now they're better. <laughs> but no, do you? My question is: Do you see a world where Miles Turner says tries to sit out and gets traded? No, uh, no, because that would. Miles Turner is He's not. He's not a star caliber player to where his value will just stay high, like as high as it would if he was still playing. Basically, what Max is trying to say is that Miles Turner, at best, is like a decently above average NBA player and cannot command enough on the market. Yeah. To, he's not good enough. But there's been. The go with that, there's so many rumors over the past two years that Miles Turner is getting traded. Yeah. This team has interest in Miles Turner. This team has an interest in Miles Turner. But I just don't think oh, he's yeah, yeah. He if a team the... makes If a team makes an sees that, sees what's going on in Indiana right now, makes an offer, why would the Pacers not do that? They've been trying to move on from Miles for the past two years. And. Miles has seen the rumors and seen them try to move on, so I could I could see a world where he does try to capitalize on it. I feel well, like the way there, no matter what he does, there's gonna be a team interested because he is still a good starting center in the NBA. He's a great defensive center in the NBA. He's got a talent level where he's going to get an offer from some team. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's good enough to command something, you know? But it doesn't mean the Pacers would be satisfied. 
Yeah, yeah I, don't even think it's, I don't even think it's a command. I feel like it's a where he goes and says, you guys don't want to, you don't want me. You tried to replace me. I would like to play for a different team. I kind of feel like the way it's going is that Miles Turner. I feel like the Pacers value for Miles Turner is way above what anybody's willing to pay. That's kind of why I feel like this is what's happening. I think, let's say, let's do this scenario that will probably never happen. But let's say the Thunder want Miles Turner and the Thunder say, okay, for Miles Turner, we'll give you an unprotected first from Miami in 2024. We'll give you Teo Maladon. We'll give you Darius Baisley in two seconds. And then it's like, no. Indiana's like, no, no. What do you think? He's some average to good center who is a 3 and D center that doesn't exist in today's NBA? No, what are you talking about? Miles Turner is actually this young up-and-coming star, and we want... <laughs> three first-round picks, Lou Dort, Poku, and three seconds. And it's like, no, leave me alone, please. I don't yeah. want to talk to you. you make leave me, me alone, please. I want a recording of Sam Presti hanging up on the pacer saying that. Please leave Locking me alone. their number. You're making me uncomfortable, please. <laughs> please leave me alone. I'm not taking your trash. I feel like that's. I feel like Sam has had that conversation with a team trying to unload a contract, like oh, to definitely. the point where the players just too bad to unload it onto us. I'm like, <laughs> please leave me alone. I don't want your trash. Okay, so it's like this: the Lakers come to. Oh no, let's do the example from the trade deadline. Uh, the Seventy Sixers want to unload Tobias Harris to make space for James Harden. Mm-hmm. So the Sixers. Come to Sam Presti, they're like, hey, we know what's going on here. It's happened in Philly before. You want picks. Okay, we'll give you Tobias Harris. We'll give you two first. And we'll give you, who's a young guy? The Paul Reed. We'll give you Paul Reed. B-ball Paul. Yeah. B-ball Paul. And the Thunder are like, oh, okay, who do you want? And they're like, Shea Gilders Alexander. <laughs> and it's like, are you are you serious? Since, uh, since the, since the line that... goes... Now, you don't hear from him again, ever. Yeah, since that conversation with that uh, 76ers executive that definitely happened at a dinner table <laughs> about how they would be interested in, in trading for Shea. Yeah, every team would be interested in trading for Shea. Congrats, bro. Yeah. You really yeah, think he's was a good player. Like, yeah, we think he's good too, actually. Thank you. Yeah. We... Talk to you later. Like, that goes back to the rumors every year. Yeah, guys, of course a team is going to want to trade for Shea Gil- Shea. No team is going to be like, you know what? That Shea guy, we're good, man. We don't we don't like his upside. You know, I really think we he's don't not see, all that. He's not that guy, man. He's we not just don't see it. We just don't see it. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with... We'll stick with James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. We don't need them. Fair. Yeah, man. James Harden, Fair. man. James Harden took a pay cut, didn't he? Yes, yeah. 15 mil. They've done nothing with it. Smart guy. Did you... Say what, 40... Apparently... $47 million, million dollars to $37 million is not going to impact his lifestyle. So. 32 
Yeah, he's still going to be sitting in the studio with little baby recording music. He will still be in the club. <laughs> it is the same difference. Even if he, now he has to throw one dollar bills, he's fine with it. Yeah, he was probably throwing pennies $1. before. Yeah. <laughs> um, we know how James Harden is. There's a rumor that uh, Marquise Morris to the 76ers. Oh, that's what they that's what they wanted that fifteen million dollars for. <laughs> All right then. Uh, okay. Yeah, man, that puts you over the hump. I tell you what, Marquise Morris don't even get the vets minimum out of me. <laughs> he gets one of them open invites that college uh, colleges give out to kids, especially football <laughs> players that end up being walk-ons. It's like that. You can show up if you want to. <laughs> Oh that's how. God. That's the only way Marquise Morris would end up on my we'll basketball team. We'll pay for team. your lunch. <laughs> yeah, you want to go out to dinner? We'll pay for your dinner. We're giving your first meal in three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> just show up, please. We'll provide you James with tan Hard- gear and sneakers. You're James Harden, and you see the Seventy Sixers go out and pay Marquise Morris. Give me that's my money back. Lost. You lost fifteen million for? Oh, I would request a trade. That's what I lost fifteen million of my money for. Really? Oh. Marky Morris. Excited to see how that it, turns out, though. Yeah, it would be a trade right then and there. If I was James Harden. I'd be like, "Are you serious? <laughs> we must stay focused." Where's he gonna go? Morris. He has no way. Where's he going? This time? Mm. Yeah. I don't know about that. See, according to my Miami, calculations, he's taking his helmet to the South Beach. Nah, he's going according to, to my calculations, there are twenty six other NBA teams. He's going to the Shanghai Sharks, bro. He's going to Memphis. Yeah, he's going to the Vancouver Grizzlies. <laughs> oh man, he's going to the Baltimore, uh, whatever the Baltimore. Did they have a team? Minneapolis Lakers. He's going to the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah. I, t- I tell you what, if there is ever a time in my life where I see a player like Rudy Gobert get traded for basically six first-round picks, I'm never doing, as an NBA GM, I'm never doing business again. I will stick to my guns. If Rudy, Rudy Gobert gets Rudy, six first-round picks, uh, Rudy is worth... If if Rudy's worth six first round picks, what is Shea worth? I don't know, and I don't ever want to find out. The whole bank account. Give us your whole, all of it. Give me, and give me nine out. first round picks. Just give me give the bank me. account. Your basketball team. Sign on the dotted line. Give me your arena. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We half, just got a new one. We don't need it. Half your practice facility. Yeah, we'll take one. I want your training staff. Your coaching staff, your players, the players' cards. Give me your meal plan. Just sign on this dotted line, and you guys can have them. Shay is yours. It's just just your will, nothing else. And also, um, just just throw in that Shay guy on the Thunder, and Shay is yours. Yeah, man. I... Would you guys trade the OKC Blue for uh, James Harden? No. No. <laughs> no. No. <Okay. laughs> no. What that was a very out? quick debate. <laughs> no. 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 Not, no. No. Not even close. 
Not even the OKC Blue. Nah. No. Techn- by technicality, the OKC Blue would include some of our first round picks this year. Good point. So let's not do that. <laughs> oh, man. Is that- I, I would never. I'm never trading for James Harden. You're trading never, for not- about 10 other problems as well. <laughs> Honestly, that's I can't. James Harden just has so much. Oh my god, and he's fallen off so bad. When when will teams realize when you trade for KD, you trade for two other players too? Because he's gonna want two other players. I don't know. Yeah, basically. Oh man. I mean, it is rough, dude. I tell you what, Kevin Durant All right. still has not been traded. In three words. Okay. Well, let, let's. Oh. We should leave the podcast off with this question. Okay. Okay. Will KD be a net next season? For the whole season? Yeah. Yeah. For part of it, yes. For the whole season. mm, You're saying he's going to get traded at the deadline? mm, Yes. Wow. The Miami Heat are going to go all in and pull out all the stuff. He's even putting a team on it. He's not even just saying getting traded. He's saying he's getting traded too. If the the Heat can do the little amendment of our pick and throw in some firsts and acquire some other first rounders for maybe – I seen a report. I seen a report that Duncan Robinson was worth a unprotected first round pick in an anonymous GM's eyes. Um, nah. you know, do some stuff yeah, like that. Once again, once again, a 76ers executive <laughs> at a dinner table said he would trade for Shay. So, <laughs> um, Tyler Hero was a great trade Gabe piece. Um, maybe him too. I think that they could put together one of the best packages, but the Nets are going to literally want Jimmy or Bam also, so I don't know. And then if it's not the Heat, I don't think Phoenix will do it. I just don't see them giving up Devin Booker or Chris Paul or Aiton. They can't give up the Oh, yeah, no. That's true. That's true. I'd trade Devin Booker for Kevin Durant. I don't know if I would. He's like 25 or 26, and Kevin Durant's like almost 34. Except the issue is Devin Booker is not special. Mm. Oh, hot take of the oh. episode. Oh. oh, Fire off the hot take cannons. Yeah, Ooh. somebody Boom. somebody leaked my address and send a nuke my way for all I I Devin Booker is nothing special. He is literally... Oh, he's, hey, man, he's the next Kobe. Hey, he's an all-star. Can't take in the episode. I, it, in the episode. I'm, all right. Okay. All right. I'll if I episode. ever hear anybody say anything about the next Kobe again, bro, Devin Booker cries when he you, gets bro. pushed by I six got, foot, I got 160 you. pounds. Jalen Brunson, he cried. He literally cried on national television. I got you tonight. <laughs> All right. Pause. What do you mean? Uh, Jason Tatum's text message. I got you tonight. Oh. <laughs> You said you want to hear oh about the next Kobe. I got you tonight. That's pitiful. Okay. Anyway, Devin Booker is a good scorer. He's a good scorer. He's a really systematic. He thrives in a system, but can put up a lot of points. Yeah. He's an okay playmaker. 
He's an all right playmaker, I guess. He's awful on defense. He's uh, average. Uh, all the, I'm he's hearing average is on the interior. All, all, all I'm hearing is the next Kobe. You know what? You're absolutely right. I agree. Devin Booker's the next Kobe Bryant. <laughs> That's all okay. you needed to say. Yeah. All right. We'll close it there Drop on, the boom, exactly an hour. That hour just hit as soon as I said that. So. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So. Hey man, I just got the timing. Yeah. Any questions, make Wait. sure to drop them on Twitter or anywhere. What'd you say? Andrew, Andrew, answer your question yeah, quick so I can answer. Does KD survive the whole year being in that next year? The whole year? Yeah, the whole year. He finishes at the end of the playoffs as a Brooklyn net. Yeah. I also believe... Both Kyrie and KD will be Nets at the end of next three. Or I think if it was going to happen, it would agents. already happen. I think. Uh, I think if, if it would have happened, Kyrie wouldn't be on the team right now. Yeah, that's also true. You think he'd be on the Lakers? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll say maybe. <laughs> um, whatever the less controversial answer is so the one where I don't get yelled at by Kyrie fans would be amazing <laughs> and whichever one that, goes over the best whichever one doesn't end in me getting cancelled by Kyrie fans yes oh. and with that but, is anybody else have anything to add to anything Yes, Max. I'm going to talk for another hour. You are never ending this podcast episode. Hey, man. We could do never. it. We could do it. Never ending. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. 24-hour podcast. That'd be kind of crazy. I'm going to lie. That would be kind of crazy, actually. 24-hour stream for the Spark Plug podcast coming up when we hit 10,000 oh. uh, listeners. Yeah, one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. Either, whichever one oh, comes no, first. Like we, like we will be in person for a 10-hour Live stream. Holy, holy crap! <laughs> uh, whichever on the who's buying my ten thousand listeners, it'll happen. Who's buying my plane ticket? It ain't me. The ten thousand listeners that are gonna help us yeah. out. <laughs> if we Real hit ten k, nah. I mean, bro. Honestly, though, like, whatever. We'll we'll get there somehow. If if we have ten thousand of y'all supporting us and want to see it, we will do it. We will figure out a way. But with that being said. Make sure to rate us five stars so we can get there. Share it with your friends. Yeah, share it on yeah. Twitter. Um, make sure to let us know. We'll shout you out and all that stuff. I got to check the five star, check our ratings and stuff, and make sure I haven't missed any ratings recently. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions, ask them on Spotify and be featured in the episode, or just ask and tag us on Twitter and say question for the pod, and we'll um, you know shout you out in the podcast, and you'll be featured in the podcast that way. So, anything else to add, guys? Nope. All nope. right. Um, thunder up. Thunder up. Yeah, thunder up. Uh, you can catch Trey OKC Flow on Twitter, and he's about to go um, do his YouTube thing. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plug that up. Plug that up. It's a uh, GW Gaming. There you and go. Takes. GW Gaming. So, yeah. It takes gonna be fire. Um, awesome gaming rebuilds. Uh, discussions, maybe. Who knows? All that good stuff. Yeah, there will definitely be film breakdown at times. Yes. Um, and Andrew has his uh, Thunder Random on uh, Twitter. And 
TikTok as well. Sparkplug Pod. Bangers on there. TikTok out tomorrow. Big dubs. Big dubs. Big dubs. What's it on? What's it on? Oh, it's Ludort. Oh, let's go. Ludor and his 30-point game against the Mavericks, specifically oh, yes. the 14-point yes. overtime. All right, big dubs. Make sure to tune into that, guys. Um, Gilgis Max, you can catch me, Gilgis Max, on Twitter or Max Gilgis on YouTube. So thank you guys so much. God bless you all. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and thunder up. Thunder, thunder up. up.